Shut up and sit down. Is but did highly, you know polluted. that our water is highly, highly polluted? Eight million tons of plastic heading towards the ocean every single year. This is everybody's problem. We need to move faster and we need to move further because the leaders can then become the activists. Okay, with the planet calls, how can we turn this around? How can we find solutions? Join the Planet Calls weekly podcast sessions where co-founders Leslie and Amor discuss topical issues around sustainability and how we can rebuild a more sustainable world. Our guest today is Eva Vucheva from Cool and Conscious, an e-commerce platform for premium sustainable brands. Welcome Eva, it's so great to have you on our show. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in the fashion industry and how you came up with the idea to launch Cool and Conscious? I guess I, I have about 15 years now with uh, developing digital e-commerce products. Uh, I entered the fashion industry about 10 years ago when I was part of the founding team of a big uh, e-commerce player in fashion in Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, and uh, this is how my journey started. I was uh, very, very excited to be part of, of this great company. It grew tremendously. It, uh, it got a very nice exit to a big investor. Um, and we were all very happy with, with the end result. Um, however, going through it, it also made me see some things of the industry that an outsider rarely sees, especially at that time when we were operating. Um, and uh, it started building some sort of a discrepancy between me as a human being, like my personal values and what we were actually doing. It's not that we were doing something very special. It's, it's more of, uh, you know, the purpose of every business is to make people buy whatever you're selling. And so uh, our aim is, was always to sell more and more and more. And, and so was the brand's aim, the brands that we were selling. And, um, Everything that we were doing was to push more sales, to have higher volumes. And we, I, I saw it was exactly at that period where the fashion industry started very rapidly move towards different production cycles where um, several years ago you would have two collections, maybe two collections in a capsule. Uh, at some point we started seeing three, four, five collections per season. Uh, simply because the brands could not keep up with the fast fashion trends, right? Where customers were expecting something new every day, every week almost. Uh, and so it sort of went into this down spiral of, of just constantly overproducing, trying to meet the demand and, and teaching the customer that the items you have to sell just don't cost anything. Uh, customers also learned to demand lower prices and so the full full price lifetime of an item sort of started shortening uh, you would have normally about two and a half months before you start um, discounting and now um, companies are, are happy and lucky if they have maybe 30 days of full time price shelf life of an item and then they need to start um, start reducing the price um, this is why you actually see so many collections within the same season. So, for example, you would have um, spring, summer, entering shops in March, 
and then this spring summer being discounted so, discounted somewhere in April but then in April you have a new kind of patch of spring summer collection coming in so all of this is just creates this vicious 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 circle and and me as I, I believe every person that has access to as many goods as I did um, my initial initial notion was just to buy all of them or like I would have access, early access to new collections I, I, and I would always tend to think that this is um, something that I must have. Um, however, with time you kind of realize that it's not necessarily something that you need. Um, and, and when I opened my wardrobe, it was just full of um, things that I didn't use or um, I never wear. And I, I always would have this feeling of, uh, of being just unsatisfied and that I have nothing to wear, which I think is is something that most women are familiar with. Uh, and so I started working working on that for myself, you know, for personal reasons of like what I wanted to do. And it, it's part of a bigger personal journey of where, where I want my life to, to go and part of my personal growth experience. Um, and so at some point I just didn't feel my values were corresponding to the values of the company I was running. So uh, in 2005, um, I, I decided to, to part ways. And then I was very becoming very interested in, in shared economy, circular, circular economy business models, and I was looking into them. Uh, and at some point, actually 2018, by pure accident, I met Buriana, who is my uh, co-founder. Buriana used to live in Hong Kong at that time, and she had already started Coin Country. Uh, it, it had a different name at, at that time. Uh, it was called Couture Capsule, but she and Ufuk, uh, our third co-founder, they had already started it in Hong Kong. They uh, had launched it and they had already generated some customer demand. And their idea was to, to actually move the business to Europe where uh, the market for sustainable fashion at that time seemed to be bigger and faster growing. So, so I jumped in as a third leg, as a third, uh, third partner. Um, and uh, this is how it all started in the beginning of uh, last year. Wow, that's such a great uh, background story, Eva. Uh, I, and I'm sure so many other women can relate to the statement you made about, I never have anything to wear. Yeah. <laughs> and I think largely that problem stems from the fact that we are so dictated to by our clothing environment, because every time you walk down the road, you see billboard ads for the latest fashion. And yeah. so many people feel pressurized into buying the latest fashion versus buying high quality or buying a small number of high quality garments that actually suits your figure, your age, you know, your, your bank balance, etc., etc. But let's talk about the impact that the fashion industry has on our environment, especially the things that people don't necessarily know about. Because I, I believe that knowing the real facts can really help to push people towards buying a more sustainable fashion. Well, it's so great you're saying that because actually it's our whole concept at Conscious is to Mm, not necessarily push people to buy sustainable fashion simply because our understanding is that all fashion inevitably will become sustainable it will just take 
a long period of time until everybody is on board and is able to fix the way that they're currently producing. And I also think the whole industry has come to realize that that's a necessity and it has to happen. It, and they're doing a lot of actions towards that. However, they're not exactly sure how to do it. I feel we are at the stage where the print industry was when, when the internet media started appearing, where it got disrupted, but it didn't exactly know what the, what the next business model is. So it is a, a, it's going to take time for companies to adjust and, and figure out how they, they need to operate in an environment like this. But the impacts of the fashion industry on our environment are extremely harmful. Um, there is always this um, uh, question if fashion is the second or the third uh, industry with the highest negative impact on our environment. Um, I don't know which one it is, but it's on the forefront. Um, it's, on, it's just on the front, forefront of, uh, of uh, the polluters. And uh, there is a lot of statistics um, people are not familiar with. And it's very interesting when, when I talk to my friends or just regular people who are not in the industry and share some facts, um, people are just mind blown by them. Um, if we take, for example, the simple white t-shirt, uh, it requires about 2,700 liters of fresh water to be produced. And that's the water a normal human would consume within four years. So that's already a massive consumption, water consumption. With jeans, it's even more. The CO2, the direct CO2 impact of a pair of jeans is 32 kilograms, right? So all of these numbers um, are quite um, frightening, I would say. Um, and this is just the direct impact. If we go deeper, so for example, the pesticides that are used to produce cotton crop, uh, all of those pesticides, most of them are cancerogenic. They enter into um, the textiles that we use. All the textiles are also then um, covered with different chemicals that are used to for the material to stay with certain color or um, to, to just be stronger over a longer period of time. And all these chemicals have direct access to our skin. They cannot be washed away, so you, you can wash a garment a zillion times and they're not going to disappear. And we are simply not investigating the effect of the access of our skin, the biggest organ of the human body, um, to these chemicals that are with us every day and we wear, we wear them every day. Um, so there is a very, very big impact, not only pollution-wise, so how much wastewater we, uh, uh, the fashion industry uses or um, uh, how much fresh water it uses for production. But there's, if you go deeper, there is even a bigger impact on the human body and the human well-being. Um, I was just, I wanted to go back to, to the fact of our full wardrobes when we, uh, when we open them and we think like we have nothing to wear. Um, Currently, the lifetime of a single, of, a, of an item that we buy is <laughs> extremely, extremely small. Um, we have accumulated so much waste, so so much items that we buy and we don't use and we throw them, they end up in landfills, 
that if we gather them all together, they'll be the height of Mount Everest, which is extremely um, high volume. And all of these items that have already been produced, well, not all, but 99.99% of them cannot be recycled. Um, even if the material is recyclable, let's say it's 100% cotton or 100% of something, so you can recycle it. Um, the cost of recycling is so much higher than the price of the end result, right? So people and businesses are simply not interested in recycling. In addition to that, if we have, let's say, um, a leather jacket, it has zippers and buttons, and the cost of removing the zippers and buttons, um, again, is so high that it makes absolutely no business sense to recycle the material. The problem continues with, with the fact that, for example, certain materials, most of them cannot be recycled fully. They can be only downcycled, let's say like cotton. Um, what I mean by this is that if you have um, something that is a fresh new cotton, you produce, let's say, a t-shirt from it. Um, somebody wears this t-shirt and wants to recycle it. Uh, this t-shirt can not become a t-shirt again. It can become, let's say, a mop because the quality of that cotton is not, is, it's not the same anymore. So it can be, become a mop and then from this mop, maybe you can do... I don't know, uh, a stuffing for the door of a car, but you cannot bring it back to the quality level that it used to be uh, when it started off. So um, I would say that recycling is a nice word, but it just doesn't work for the fashion industry at all. So we need to look, we need to be looking into different technologies. And the, because I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to have a negative conversation because I simply don't think that that brings any result. I'm just sharing some facts that are um, widely available for people to see. But I, I just want to turn to the positive side of this because currently there is plenty, plenty, plenty of new technologies, new materials, and new production processes that allow for sustainable way of production and they are picking up already so the biodegradable currently there are biodegradable threads uh, and what you can do with them is um, for example if a garment is sewn by them or a pair of shoes is sewn by them uh, you heat them up and they degrade uh, and so the, the shoe uh, gets immediately torn apart so you get all of the different parts of it and then you can recycle them so the leather is uh, gets apart from the rubber and then you can recycle the rubber and you can recycle the leather in a separate way um, so uh, there there is uh, different eco dyes for example which are non-cancerogenic they use much less water and there's dry ways of coloring which use zero water or a very small fraction of the water needed uh, to color the regular way. Eva, thanks for that. Really, really interesting hearing about all the pollutants that go into fashion and how we need to be moving towards sustainable fashion. Now, my question is always around supply chain players. So what are you doing to build an internal ecosystem of supply chain players? And how important is it to link up these players and what does that achieve for the circular economy? Well, thank you for, for this question. It's actually, uh, we are very excited to be working on this project because as I mentioned, um, 
what we have at the moment is a marketplace that um, gives customers access to a wide variety of sustainable brands and this is for us to be able to create demand and increase the demand for sustainable fashion uh, but we see our mission in in something much bigger than that we just want to help this whole industry transition into where it needs to be so our aim with the ecosystem is that we are building this internal ecosystem of partners who are different supply chain players for example producers of sustainable textiles new technologies eco dyes biodegradable packaging uh, and so much more and we're bringing them all together and we give all of our partnering brands access to the, those technologies in an aggregated way so that they can actually afford to buy these technologies um, and what i mean by that is that currently the brands who are producing sustainably the majority of them are very small so when they go to a supplier of eco textiles they simply cannot buy the smallest volume even the smallest volume that this supply orders simply because the way textiles are produced this is massive volume so that's the only way to produce them um, and so what we are doing is we are bringing all these brands together we create aggregated orders orders towards the suppliers and we are helping both ways first we are helping the brands have access to technologies they would normally not have access to at a reasonable pricing but on the other hand we are also increasing the demand for those technologies and those textiles and we are helping them both scale and so our hope is that by doing this on the both sides of the spectrum we are simply going to uplift the industry and we will have fashion items produced in a sustainable way with a reasonable pricing uh, with a with care for nature and also with care for the human that's our ultimate goal thank you so much for sharing um, so much information with our listeners about sustainable fashion um, can you tell me how can people get in touch with you uh, sure uh, you can go to our website coolandconscious.com coolandconscious with k both words so k cool and k conscious dot uh, com that's our marketplace uh, and and you can just use the contact form um, to contact or you can follow me on instagram of whichever ever um, and uh, linkedin is also um, a great way to communicate with me thanks eva we wish you all the best going forward thank you guys thanks for having me